Hello, welcome to the Golden Apples Devotional Podcast. I trust that you've been blessed so far by the messages on this podcast, and I pray that even going forward, you'll be blessed even more in the mighty name of Jesus. Our Father, once again, we thank you for another opportunity to learn at your feet. It's been a glorious experience thus far. Spirit of the Most High God, you are the Spirit of Truth. We ask, O God, that you guide us into all truth. Jesus, you are the Word. We request that you manifest yourself to us. Give us open ears and receptive hearts. And let these words transform us. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Once again, you're welcome. Today, we'll start a series on prayers. Today, we're starting a series on prayers. It will run once a week for the next few weeks. A series on prayers to run once a week for the next few weeks. Once a week for the next few weeks. And we trust that God will really teach us on the subject. So I'd like to start with the definition of the term prayer. I'd like to start with the definition of the term prayer. Because Amos 3 verse 3 says, Can two work together except they be agreed? Can two work together? So it's important that we're on the same page as to what prayer is so that we know we are talking about the same thing now what is prayer what then is prayer prayer is a means of communicating with god prayer is a means of communicating with god it's not the only means of communicating with god but it's one of the means of communicating with god for instance in acts chapter 10 verse 4 acts chapter 10 verse 4 the angel told Cornelius, he said, Your prayers and arms have gone unto God as a memorial. Your prayers and arms have gone unto God as a memorial. So it means that every time you pray, you're communicating with God. Every time you give arms, you're also communicating with God. You are sending him a message. He says, So the angel was telling Cornelius, God has not just received your prayers, he has also received your arms. So when you give to the poor, you think it's the poor you are giving to know. It is God you are giving to. You see, Proverbs 19, verse 17. Proverbs 19, verse 17. It says, He who gives to the poor lends unto the Lord. So it's the Lord you are lending to. And that which he has given, he will surely repay you. So yes, prayer is a means of communicating with God, but it's not the only means. It's not the only means. It's not the only means of communicating with God. Now, Prayer is not done in a vacuum. It's important to understand that prayer is not done in a vacuum. Prayer is built upon foundations. It's built upon foundations. And it's important to know the foundations upon which prayer is built. Because scripture says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? This is one of the reasons why so many prayers are offered on earth. But then very few answered. Many prayers are offered, few answered. And I also like you to understand that it's not just um, Christians that pray. Christians pray. People from other religions also pray. So what then is the difference between the prayer of a Christian and the prayer of others? You pray. People from other religions pray. What then is the difference between the prayer of a Christian and the prayer of others? Are we even praying to the same God? It's important we understand this. Are we even praying to the same God? So that's why you need to know the foundations upon which prayer is built. Now, the first foundation upon which prayer is built 
is a relationship with God. I'd like to take that again. The first foundation upon which prayer is built is a relationship with God. Jesus teaching his disciples to pray in Luke chapter 11. Teaching his disciples to pray in Luke chapter 11, he said, When you pray, see our Father who art in heaven. Luke chapter 11, our Father who art in heaven. So, it means that in the absence of a father-son relationship, prayer to the one true God is an impossibility. In the absence of a relationship, a father-son relationship, prayer to the one true God is impossible. So, the question therefore is, how is this relationship entered into? How is this relationship entered into? Is entered into through Jesus. Is entered into through Jesus. Jesus speaking said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one cometh to the Father except through me. No one. So it doesn't matter who you are. You can't get to the Father. So when you see our Father who art in heaven, it is through Jesus. Jesus is the link between you and the Father. That's how your prayers get answered. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. So Jesus is the link between you and the Father. And how is that link established? John chapter 1 verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12. It says, To as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. To as many as received him. So those who didn't receive him or those who don't receive him don't have the power to become the sons of God. And you need to understand that sons in this context is not gender specific. It's gender neutral whether male or female, as many, if you fall under as many, that relationship is established between you and the Father through Jesus Christ. So we said that the foundation upon which prayer is built, the first foundation upon which prayer is built is a relationship, a father-son relationship with the one through God, established through Jesus by accepting him into your life as Lord and Savior. By accepting him into your life as Lord and Savior. Please don't be distracted. By accepting him into your life as Lord and Savior. Now, so when you receive him into your heart, a relationship is established. And that relationship is the foundation upon which prayers can be offered. Any prayer offered in the absence of this relationship is an effort in futility. Any prayer offered in the absence of this relationship is an effort in futility. John chapter 9 verse 31. John chapter 9 verse 31. Now, if you read the book of Isaiah, now why there is an effort in futility? If you read the book of Isaiah, you realize that God begins to talk. He says, look at Baal, look at Nebu. These are gods that can't even help themselves. How would they help their worshippers? Any other god that you pray to lacks the capacity to answer prayers. They have ears, but they cannot hear. And that was what happened when the worshippers of Baal encountered Elijah. Elijah said, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And they agreed. And they prayed to their own God and their God could not answer them. So their prayers were wasted efforts because they were not praying to the one through God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Please follow my logic. Number one, if you are not praying to the one through true God, your prayers are a waste of efforts. It doesn't matter how much you pray. If you are not praying to the one true God, your prayers are a waste of effort. That's one. Number two, if you assume to be praying to the one true God and you are not praying through Jesus, your prayers are still a waste of effort because the Bible says no one coming to the Father except through me. That's Jesus speaking. 
Now, how do you establish that relationship so that your prayers to the one through true God will not be an effort in futility by accepting Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior? And then he gives you the power to become a son of God. He gives you the power to become a son of God by accepting him. You believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead by his father. And then you confess with your mouth his lordship. And that's how you receive him into your heart. So the only prayer that God accepts from sinners is the... Okay, now, so let, let, let me state this. John chapter 9, verse 31. Before I move ahead, John chapter 9, verse 31. The New King James Version. It says, now we know. We are not guessing. Now we know, we are sure, that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. If anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. So the only prayer that God accepts from sinners is the sinner's prayer, which is the prayer of salvation. That's the only prayer. God does not hear sinners. John chapter 9 verse 31. So the only prayer God accepts from sinners is the sinner's prayer like I've described when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now you might say, okay, I'm, I pray to God, I receive answers, but I'm not a Christian. Or you can say, okay, um, even before I gave my life to Christ, now I'm a Christian, but before I gave my life to Christ, there were times that God answered my prayers. Or you've heard interviews where people said, oh, before I even gave my life to Christ, I said, God, if you are truly God, do this and do this and do this, and he did it. Now, that's a phenomenon I'm going to explain to you. I'm going to explain that phenomenon to you now. One of God's provisions is water. One of the things that God gives out is water. So when Jesus was teaching in Matthew chapter 5 about the nature of the Father, he said that the Father makes rain to fall both upon the just and the unjust. The Father makes rain to fall both upon the just and the unjust. So both the sinner and one who has a relationship with God receive water from him in form of rainfall. Now, however, when he was speaking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4, he told her, if you knew the gift of God, so the question is, what is the gift of God? Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the King James Version. He says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he said, if you knew the gift of God, that if you knew eternal life, and who it was that was asking you for a drink, he would have asked and would have given you water. Please follow me. Now, he went further to say that that water would become in her a well. So we have two sets of provision of water by God. Rainfall which he gives both to the just and the unjust, both those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and those who have not enjoy rainfall from God. But then there's also the second provision of water, which is known as a well, which is meant for only those who have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Now, Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3, the King James Version says, Therefore with joy shall he draw water out of the wells of salvation. So when you are saved, you have wells that you can draw from. They are called wells of salvation. You can draw from them. Someone who is not saved does not have it. He has to depend on rain. So what then is the difference between someone who depends on rain and someone who has a well? Someone who depends on rain can never be sure of when the rain will fall. Now, this is the difference. In the physical, you can say, okay, this is rainy season and dry season. In the spiritual, it's, it doesn't work that way. In the physical, you can go to those guys, what, what are they called? The meteorologists also, that can tell you, okay, there'll be rainfall tomorrow. In the spiritual, it's not that way. Have you seen any spiritual meteorologist? <laughs> it's not that way in the spirit. So you cannot be sure of when rain will fall and when rain will not fall. So, 
if you don't have Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, yes, you may pray and receive one or two answers from God. He makes rain to fall both upon the just and the unjust. But then you are not sure of answered prayers. You are not sure whether or not, just as you are not sure of when rain will fall, you are not sure whether or not God will answer your prayers. But someone who has Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior is always sure of answered prayers. That was why Jesus, being the Son of God, speaking at the grave of Lazarus, said, I thank you because you hear me. He said, I'm saying it because of these people. You always hear me. Once a relationship of father-son has been established, God will hear you if other factors are in place. We'll talk about the other factors later. But then this is the primary factor, that God is your father. That God is your father. Now, this was the difference between the woman who was bound for 18 years in Luke chapter 13 and the woman whose daughter was sick in Matthew chapter 15. The woman who was bound for 18 years in Luke chapter 13 and the woman whose daughter was sick in Matthew chapter 15. The woman who was bound for 18 years, Jesus said, this is a daughter of Abraham. She deserves to be healed. It is her right. Just as answered prayers is the right of a Christian. Answered prayers is a right of a Christian. One of God's responsibilities is to answer the prayers of his children. It's one of his responsibilities. And it's one of the rights of the children to receive answered prayers. So will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who would give, um, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So it's one of his responsibilities to answer prayers. Everyone who asks receives as long as you have that relationship. Amen. So, the woman who was bound for 18 years had a right to be healed. It would have been an act of injustice if a daughter of Abraham does not receive her healing because it was her right. That was what Jesus was saying. Ought not this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham, be free to be free? Now, as for the woman whose daughter was sick, she was not appealing to the righteousness of God, but to the mercies of God. And that's another thing you must understand, that there is a difference between the righteousness of God and the mercies of God. The righteousness of God ensures that he does certain things. You can claim it as a right. But the mercies of God appeals to privileges, not to rights. To things that you just request. Oh, God, be merciful. So there must be a balance between the righteousness of God and the mercies of God. Now, if Jesus had decided not to heal that woman's daughter, he would not have broken any spiritual law. In fact, based on his righteousness, he should not have answered her because Jesus told her, it is not meat, it is not right, it is not proper to take what belongs to children and give it to dogs. So when you receive answered prayers from God, even when you're not a child, what God is doing is that he's taking the children's bread and giving to you and it's not proper. But his mercy can rejoice over judgment like it did in the case of that woman. So you are enjoying something that is meant to be the exclusive preserve of the children of God. Are we together? You're enjoying something that's meant to be the exclusive preserve of the children of God. So while someone who has a relationship with God is always sure that his prayers will be answered, someone who does not have that relationship is not. Now imagine yourself in an emergency and you are not sure whether or not your prayers will be answered. Is that a situation you like to put yourself? Where you are in, you are in an emergency and you are not sure whether or not God will answer your prayers. It's just like depending on rain. Someone's house is on fire and he's waiting for rain to fall. That's a, that's a disaster in motion. But then somebody else has a well, can always go fetch water from the well and quench the fire. So two people are in a car. A car is about, that car is about to have an accident. And you need to understand that sometimes in an emergency, you don't have enough time to say the sinner's prayer. All you can say is Jesus. 
But that Jesus that you've said, it will answer differently for someone who has a relationship and someone who does not. Those guys said, we adore you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the demon said, Jesus we know, Paul we know, who are you? So the name of Jesus does not work for everybody. So when you're in an emergency and everybody's shouting, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus might be hearing only one, the one who he has a relationship with. So prayers are not just meant for emergencies, but put yourself in an emergency situation. Wouldn't you want your prayers to be heard and answered? You know, some years back I said, life is risky. Prayers must be answered. You can't live life unsure of whether or not your prayers will be answered. Life is risky. Prayers must be answered. Prayers must be answered. Prayers must be answered. Now, you also need to understand that if you don't have a personal relationship with God, someone who has that personal relationship with God can appeal to the righteousness of God for him not to give you even that ring that you're enjoying. Yes, he gives ring to both the just and the unjust. Even that ring that you're enjoying. If you don't have a personal relationship with God, someone who does can appeal to God's righteousness for him not to give you that ring. Can appeal to his righteousness not to give you that ring. So, the Bible says that God makes rain to fall both upon the just and the unjust. So Israel was enjoying rain even when they were sinning. But then one day Elijah got up and went to God and reminded him that he had said in his word in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 13 that if they sin, the heaven over them should be bronze and the earth under them should be iron. So he may, he may, he may not have quoted Deuteronomy 28 verse, 18, verse 13 obviously because the Bible had not yet been written. And broken down into chapters by then but then it was being passed down from generation to generation so he knew exactly what god had said should happen when they seen the heavens over them should be bronze and the earth should be iron and that was why at the dedication of the temple solomon said oh god if we should sin against you and then because of that there's no rain if we face this temple and pray hear us so that means that when they sin rain should not fall but then they were still enjoying rain. But then Elijah went to God and said, God, these people are sinning and they are enjoying rain. Please lock the heavens. And God agreed with him. Because the Bible says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And that we'll have our petitions. So that means that, for instance, you start a business and then the business is prospering. Someone who has a relationship with God, that is, if you don't have a relationship with God, you can start a business, the business is prospering. Someone who has a relationship with God can go to him and say, Father, this is not proper. You said in your word in Ecclesiastes 8 verse 13 that the wicked shall not prosper. But this guy is prospering. That is against your word. Your word should not be broken. Let that business not prosper. And God will say it's true. And then will stop the prosperity of your business. You can be prospering academically. And then someone who has a relationship with God will go to him and say, Father, this is against your word. Let that guy's academics not prosper. Because you said the wicked shall not prosper. And then God will say that's true and cut the prosperity. So don't depend on rain that someone can interfere with. Depend on a well. Have a well. Have a well. Have a well. Don't forget what happened. Moses went to God in Numbers chapter 16 verse 15 and said, if these people give you any offering, don't collect. And God said, okay, no problem, I won't collect. <laughs> Job chapter 5 verse 3, the King James Version. He says, I've seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I caused this habitation. Because Job had a relationship with God, he was able to cause the habitation 
of somebody else. He said, I've seen the wicked taking root, but suddenly I caused his habitation. I caused his habitation. The writer said, I caused his habitation. So someone who has a relationship with God can cause your habitation, can stop your prosperity, can stop you from enjoying even that rain. So first and foremost, this is a call to you in case you don't have a relationship with Jesus to build that relationship today, to enter into that relationship with God today through Jesus. And it's very simple. You can just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I realize I'm a sinner. Please have mercy upon me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Write my name in the book of life. And on the last day, let me reign with you. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you already have that relationship, begin to take advantage of that relationship. So the first platform upon which prayer is built is the platform of a relationship with God. Of a relationship with God. So now, next time on this podcast, we'll look at the second platform upon which a relationship is built. Upon which, rather, prayer is built. The second platform upon which prayer is built. So till I see you next time, go in peace. Enjoy God. Shalom.